all right good evening everyone we are live thank the lord thank the lord thank the lord thank the lord praise the lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together sorry we are a few minutes late trying to get everything set up and yeah so from the title we'll be talking about the shadow of death i'm sure we all know psalms chapter 23 it's a psalm of david he says yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i shall fear no evil we all go through storms we all go through tough times we all go through tribulations in our life but the main thing we need to take out of it is that we are not alone and we have no reason to fear because the god the lord did not give us the spirit of fear so this is august 13th 2020 and week 80 we'd like to welcome you guys back if you've been with us for a while and if you're new around here welcome to join the midst of the storm a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible stages and shortly upload audio versions of them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter i've already talked about the message so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started Thank you, Melvin. As always, you guys, you guys have heard me say this time and time again. We'll start with a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can and will bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you. First and foremost, we always like to come before you with thanksgiving, giving you honor, giving you your due respect, the reverence that you deserve for our lives, for our health. Even in sickness, Lord, we thank you. No matter what it is that's troubling us at this hour Lord we thank you because we know you have all power you can pull us through and you will pull us through according to your will so Lord we come before you to say thank you just for the air we breathe the food that we eat just for giving us strength over the limbs that we do have whatever it is that we have you giving us the power to use it so we say thank you Lord we're also praying that you would continue to open our eyes to your truth, not our own opinions, but that we would follow the truth. We're praying, Lord, that you would cleanse our hearts, Lord, of all the evil that's in them, all the things that we don't need, all the things that we're trying to overcome. We're praying that you would just deliver us, that you would show yourself mighty and great. Lord, we're praying for the sick, the shut in, the afflicted. Uh, no matter who it is and no matter what it is that we're going through we're praying that you will continually remind us that there is joy in the midst of every storm so lord we're praying these many blessings in your precious name jesus we're also praying for the bible study tonight that someone would be encouraged that someone would find the strength to carry on another day another week another month lord we're praying these many blessings in your precious name jesus Amen. Amen. So tonight, Melvin already introduced it. We're talking about the shadow of death. I've heard this verse talked about so much, it seems. Uh, people always bring up this verse. You hear songs about it. You hear uh, messages given on it. Just, just so much about this verse. Uh, so we'll pick it up. Uh, Psalms 23 and verse 4, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so we'll pick that up. Yay. Mm -hmm. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The shadow of death. The shadow of death. Paul told us about a shadow. He told us the law. Having a, it's a shadow of things to come. Is not the very image though. A shadow. 
we know that's what a shadow is. A shadow is not the actual image. If you can uh, see the background picture, you can see a person with a shadow. I'm sure at some point or another, we've seen a shadow, whether it's the tree casting a shadow, whether it's a building casting a shadow, whether it's you casting a shadow. You know, the shadow, although it resembles, is not the actual thing. If you look at your own shadow, you never seen your teeth in your shadow, not the actual image of it. You never seen your eyes in your shadow. You, you never seen certain things in your own shadow because it's not exactly you. It resembles you, but it's not actually you. And so David here, that's the writer. He said, yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's walking through troublesome times. He's walking through these times where it seems as if death is going to come, but it hasn't come. It's the shadow of death. It resembles death. It appears to be death. You know, that's what happens with us so many times. We said, man, it looked like I was going to die. I know I've said it going through the shadow of death it appears that i could have died we could have god could have taken his spirit back his soul our soul could have went back to our maker but he kept us here another day so david said though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death uh-huh i will fear no evil mm-hmm. for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. He said, I will fear no evil. And the reason why he could walk through these places where death is all around him, death trying to catch up to him is because God is with him. Thou art with me. We found Nicodemus said this to Jesus. He said, Rabbi, we know. He came in there and told on somebody else. He said, we know. That thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except thou except God be with you. God was with Jesus. And so here we find God with David. He said thou art with me. He's talking to God. And so since God is with him, he found himself in a place where he recognized. I won't fear evil. Even though David had been running for his life, we'll go and pick up some of this. David was running for his life because Saul wanted to kill him. And even after Saul, he still had to run for his life. Even his own son wanted to kill him. But it was the shadow of death. It wasn't actually death. God protected him from death time and time again. He could have allowed him to die. And that's what's happened to us. God could have allowed us to die. But he continues to be with us. He continues to spare us time and time again. He could have allowed us to die in our sins. He could have. But he chose to give us another day. Another week. Another month. God, that's, that's his mercy. That's his grace. So David said, even though. 
I'm walking through all of these things. I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Uh-huh. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. God has presented David before his enemies. Didn't we find him do that with Job? God asked Satan, he said, have you considered my servant Job? He prepared a table before him, allowed his enemies to see him, allowed Satan to see him. He was right there in the presence of his enemies. That's the same way we are today. Our enemies can see us. God's going to put us at the table and he's still going to keep the enemy off of you. <laughs> The enemy's going to try. We found that happen with Peter. Jesus told him what Satan wanted to do. Sift him as wheat. He wanted to get rid of him. He wanted to get rid of him. He wants to get rid of us today. But God is with us. That's something to be happy about. Even though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with us. That should give us some hope. That should give us joy, peace, and happiness so he said thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies uh -huh. thou anointed my head with oil mm -hmm. my cup runneth over God covers us he anointed his head with oil God covered him God's covering you today he's given us the Holy Ghost and if you haven't received it he's offering He's giving us the Holy Ghost to lead us where we need to go. The Holy Ghost is what's going to lead us out of trouble. Paul, when he was converted in Damascus, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost warned him not to do this. The Holy Ghost told him to go here, to go there, to leave. The Holy Ghost did that. God's going to keep us out of trouble. He's going to, sometimes he's going to get us in trouble. And then he's going to deliver us out to show us just how powerful he is. So, David told us, <clears throat> his cup runneth over. Uh-huh. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. That's what I want. I want goodness and mercy to follow me. Not some of the days of my life. Not a couple of, not majority of my life. All the days of my life. Uh-huh. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is how it's going to happen. If we stay in God's presence. If we stay in God's presence. It doesn't matter if we go through the valley of the shadow of death. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. They stayed in God's presence, even though they were going through the valley. They were still in the presence of God. They still worshiped, praised, and honored God. They still served God. They didn't bow down to the king, to those false images. So if we were to hold on to God, he's going to be with us. He told us he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. We got to hold on, though. We can't look at the situations and then choose 
to give up on God. We got to hold on. It's easy to hold on when nothing's going wrong. It's so easy to do that. <laughs> but the moment trouble breaks out, that's when the true worshipers of God are revealed. That's when the true servants of Christ are revealed. When we go through the valley, because it seems like death is going to come. But it still won't come until God says so. I want to look at. First uh, Samuel chapter 24. To see one instance, this is only one of many where God delivered David. We're talking about the shadow of death. He delivered him so many times where it appeared he was going to die. It appeared that Saul would kill him. Saul wanted to kill him. Saul was the first king of Israel. David was the second king. Saul. He was jealous of David. Jealousy will ruin us. So that's where we find Saul. He was angry. Saul had got himself into these situations where he transgressed God. So now in 1 Samuel chapter 24, we'll pick up verse. Uh, we'll start at verse 1. And it came to pass when Saul was returned from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Behold, David is in the wilderness in Egedi. God, he told us, David just told us, he prepares a table before mine enemies. He put David at the table and Saul at the table and allowed Saul to know exactly what David was doing. And so he finds out here, David is in the wilderness in, in Getty, however you even say that. God allowed him to find this out because God wanted to deliver him. God's going to allow our enemies to find out certain things about us, but he's still going to deliver you. Mm -hmm. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went mm -hmm. to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. Look at the power that the king has. He sent 3,000. That's a lot of people looking for one man. <laughs> 3,000 people. He wanted to kill David. But look at how mighty God is. 3,000 men. God still protected him. He said, if I be for you, if God be for you, who can be against you? Who shall lay a charge against God's elect? Paul told us that. God told us. David was a man after his own heart. People love to bring up, well, what about what he did with that woman, the married woman? God forgave him because he repented. He repented. So we find Saul had resources. He had the access of 3,000 chosen men not just anybody and these were chosen men these were proven these were proven soldiers 3,000 brings to my mind you know when a person has power they can find somebody 
I don't care how hard it is to do it. When a person has the access and the resources, they'll find somebody. Look at what happened with Osama bin Laden. The president wanted to find him, and he did. So Saul here, he set out to do the same thing. He said, no, we're going to find David. He had everybody on the lookout for 3,000. That's a lot of people. All right. And he came to the sheep coats, by the way, where it was a cave. And Saul went in to cover his feet. And David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. Look at God. Saul, the man wanting to kill David. He's now entered into the cave that David is in. And he had no clue. God has a way of working miracles. He has a way of working things out in our favor. We just have to follow him, trust him. I'm sure David didn't know this was going to happen. I know he didn't know. He didn't know Saul was just going to show up in the cave. And then fall asleep. He didn't know that. But he trusted him. He trusted him. All right. And the men of David said unto him, mm -hmm. Behold, the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privily. Now, when we get around certain people, they influence us to do wrong. That's what these people did to David. Because Saul was the king. It didn't matter if Saul wanted to kill David. That still didn't give David a right to kill him. Because he was the king. God told us. He said, touch not mine anointed one. David, David could not kill him. So he cut off a piece of his clothing. Mm-hmm. And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And he said unto the, his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth mine hand against him, saying he is the anointed of the Lord. A man after God's own heart. Heart ate him up. You know, when God is in the midst, when God is with us, our hearts are eat us up. When we do wrong, when we even think about doing wrong, once we get to a place in God, it'll hurt us. David couldn't do it. He couldn't. He said, I can't do this. Even though this man is my enemy, even though the devil is using him, even though he's been seeking my life, got 3,000 men looking for me. He said, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So David stayed his servants with these words and suffered them not to rise against Saul. But Saul rose up out of the cave and went on his way. He even told his servants, he said, don't do anything to him. Don't bother him. This is a pure heart here. This is a man who, though he was in the shadow of death, Saul had been chasing him for so long. And finally came near him and fell asleep. 
<laughs> you can't tell me God isn't real. God knows all the situations we'll get into. And he knows just how to deliver us. He knows how to deliver us. My mind goes so often to when the people of Jesus's day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Jews, the Romans, whoever it was, all of them. They wanted to kill Jesus so badly, but they couldn't. They just couldn't. Because God was delivering him. So it doesn't matter who comes against you. It doesn't matter if you're walking through the valley. If God is with you, you're going to be just fine. It doesn't matter if you have some terminally ill sickness. It doesn't matter. Because God is with you. It doesn't matter if somebody tells you, you got three days to live. You got three months to live. That doesn't matter to God. He wants to deliver you. See, this seems like an impossible situation because you say, man, there's no way in the world. 3000 men looking for him. And then they left him alone in the cave. No way. No way he goes in and falls asleep. Where David can see him. We say that won't happen, but all things are possible with God. He'll deliver us. It doesn't matter if you say, man, I've been strung out on drugs. I've been hooked on this and that. God, <laughs> he'll deliver you. He will. Because he's with you. We just have to trust him. Be patient with him. We want things to happen as soon as we sell. Lord, what's taking you so long? I prayed to you three times this week already. <laughs> Seem like you don't hear me. It's amazing how we treat God as if he's our own genie. As if we rub, <laughs> rub the vase or whatever that thing was. <laughs> rub the little container. He comes out. <laughs> uh, how do we treat God this way? He promised to be with us. But as I always hear, one of my preachers, he always tell me, he said, you can't rush God. You can't tie his hand behind his back and make him do something. We have to be patient and wait on the Lord. He'll renew your strength. So it doesn't matter what situation it seems like you're in. I know we get so discouraged. When we start to look at the situation, we start looking at it and say, man, I seen this happen to so-and-so. You not so-and-so, though. You have God in your life. That's the difference. We forget that. So how shall we? We let things slip. We let things slip because we start looking at my problem, my situation. And we say, well, I seen this happen to them. I watched this on TV. I seen this happen on Facebook. We start thinking all this stuff. But that's nothing but the enemy trying to discourage you, trying to get you to fall. Because you have God. All things are possible with him. All things. We've seen that time and time again, how he makes miracles happen. He's the same God that he was then, that he is now.
He's the same God. So we find David. Saul sent 3,000. I don't think somebody understands just how much power a king had. He had more power than the president today. The king can say off with your head. The president, he ain't going to get away with that too fast. He's not going to get away with that too fast. At all. But the king could say, look, I want him dead. And he's done. The king has so many people looking for Saul, excuse me, for David. And God still delivered the king in David's hand. What a mighty God that we serve. And David had a choice to do wrong. What choice are we making today? When we're walking through the valley, when we're tired, when we're stressed, when we're struggling, will you still make the right decision, though? Will you still do right before God's eyes? Because David could have got away with this. He could have killed him. But he chose to do the will of God. I want to look at another thing here. We're going to flip over to uh, the book of Acts. I'll read this one other place. Uh, the 28th chapter. Because God can deliver us from so many things. So many things. So often, you know, we think about uh, near miss. We, we might almost hit somebody. And say, man, I could have died in that moment. I, I, I almost died. But in reality, it was only the shadow of death. You weren't even meant to die. Because God had already ordained that you live. So many times, if you hear about a miracle where you say, man, that person almost died. You know, to the natural eye, they did. But if we understand God, they didn't almost die. Because God's will was that they didn't die. That was God's will. And he doesn't almost do things. God does things intentionally. He doesn't do things by mistake or coincidence. God had already planned that you live to see this day. He already planned that you escape the things that you escape. He planned that. So, I wanted to look at something with Paul here uh, in Acts, the 28th chapter. <clears throat> and we'll start at verse 1 here. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Mel Melida. We find Paul here. He has been shipwrecked. And they just so happened to make it to this island. Uh-huh. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, every one, because of the present rain and because of the cold. Now, Paul, he's with this group of people, and it tells us they made a fire because it was rainy, it was cold. And so, you know, people are gathered around the fire. 
we know in the wintertime, especially if you got to be outside, but even inside, you're trying to gather around the fire to keep warm. Uh-huh. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Now, the scripture tells us a viper came out of the heat. Paul didn't see it coming. How many times have things happened to us that we didn't see coming? We didn't see a lot of stuff coming. It just happened to us. We have to have God's protection. So often I think about, you know, we feel as if we can protect ourselves. We can't. Because we don't see it all coming. God sees it coming before it happens. So often I, I hear people talk about their guns. I don't care if a person has a gun. You have a gun. But don't think the gun is going to protect you. No, that's God. That's the thing I don't want us to believe is that we can protect ourselves. God has to protect us. Because it's been so many times people were killed and they had a gun because they didn't see it coming. God has to protect us. He has to. So Paul here, he was bit by a viper. John, when he was talking about this, he said, oh, generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? A viper. One of the most, if not the most, deadliest snakes out there. A viper bit him. It said it fastened on his hand. Wouldn't let him go. <laughs> now, none of us, I know we don't want to get bit like this. I know you don't. <laughs> you raising your hand up, slinging the snake everywhere. He's still holding on to you. You don't want to be bit like this. You don't want to be bit like this. So, but God allowed this to happen to Paul. We're not talking about no anybody. We're talking about someone who was following the will of God. And God still allowed this to happen. He's in the valley. Because somebody thinks this man is going to die because of this. He's in the valley right now. So the viper locks on to him. Uh-huh. Um, and when the barbarian saw the venomous beast hang on his hand. Hanging. It was hanging. He, he had to pick his hand up then. He picked his hand up. They said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. He said, <laughs> they said, look, this man, he escaped the sea. We were shipwrecked. We were stranded at sea. He escaped that. But he's a murderer. So it's his time. How often we think that kind of stuff about people? Well, they deserved it because they shouldn't have murdered. They deserved it because they shouldn't have lied. They shouldn't have stole. They shouldn't have did this. They should. Look at how we do. <laughs> but God was with this man. Somebody didn't let go of the, his past, but God did. God forgave him. God's forgiving you too. He's with you. So. They said he's not going to live. He's going to die. 
because death is going to catch up with him. But they didn't know it was a shadow. It wasn't death. It was only the image of death. It was only the illusion of death that they seen. We must not fear the illusion of death. When things it looks like we're going to die, when it looks like somebody else is going to die. I remember not very long ago. I heard about a man who developed the coronavirus. And this man was in the hospital. I can't even remember the amount of days. I think he was on the ventilators for over 20 days. Doctor said this man isn't going to live. Because no person should be on the ventilator that long and come back. I think they gave him less than a 0% chance. But it was only the shadow of death. Because he lived. By the grace of God. Goodness and mercy. Followed him. So we have to be careful. And recognize the shadow of death is out there. But it's God who gives life. It's God who takes it. He's still in charge. He hadn't lost any power yet. I don't believe he's going to lose any. You might think he do. You might think he will. You might say, well, I give him another year. He's going to get old. <laughs> He'll get too old. <laughs> I don't believe he's going to lose any power. I don't believe he's going to. So. They looked at Paul being bit by this venomous snake. See, they were no strangers to a viper. These people were no strangers. We're talking about people that lived in the wilderness. They lived outside. We might not even know what a viper looked like today. <laughs> You're not living outside, but they were. So. They were sitting around waiting. They said, this murderer has to die now. He escaped death one time. He escaped the valley once. Somebody's counting you out now. They said, you about to die. You escaped once. But it's going to catch up with you. Not if God is on our side, though. We're all going to die one day, no doubt about it. But not until God says so. He has a purpose for us to live. He has a purpose. So only when we fulfill that purpose will we leave this scene. We must not be discouraged. So let's read that next verse. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. He shook off the beast and felt no harm. Only God can do this. Only God can do these things. Only God can bring you out of situations where you should have been harmed and received no harm. That's what we've seen with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in the fire praising God. The fire didn't harm them. This is what God can do. He can take you through situations that won't harm you. Sure, you might be afraid. Sure, you might be worried. But he'll bring you through. Them. It's a shadow. It's an illusion. 
is not the real thing. Go ahead, Mel. Albeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. <laughs> god will have people change their minds about you. Because they'll see, wow, God really brought them through this. He really took them through that. God has to be with them. That's what Nicodemus noticed about Jesus. He said, God has to be with this man. That's what they said about Paul. God has to be with this man because he should have been dead. I don't care what somebody else say. This man should have been dead. That's the confession that I have to make when I see the life of David. God was with that man. I don't care the wrong that he did. I don't care the wrong that you've done. We repent. And God said he's not going to leave us. So this makes me happy. That God will be with us. He's going to allow some things to happen. He will. But he still promised. To be right there beside us. To never leave us. People leave us all the time. People get mad at you. They get disappointed in you. They say, I hate you now. <laughs> they say, I'm going to leave you, buddy. <laughs> and I'm never talking to you ever again in my life. We hold grudges against people. But God said, I'm not going to be that way. He said, I'll forget the wrongs that you've done. I'll forget. I had a hard time doing that. I had a hard time forgetting. But God, he said, I'll forget what you did. I won't bring that stuff up. We do it to each other, though. We bring up. <laughs> we said, I remember what you did to me last year, boy. I'm going to get you back for that. <laughs> God doesn't forget. Excuse me. God forgets, though. He doesn't hold it against you. Paul said, who can lay a charge against God's elect? God said, no charge. That's the confession. That's the confession that had to be made against Jesus. I find no fault in him. Pilate said it. He said, there's no charge in this man. He hadn't done any wrong. That's the God that we serve. And so once Jesus gets in us, he's going to say the same thing for us. We just have to follow his will. And he's going to say in the end, I find no charge. I find no fault. Allow them to enter in. They made it through the valley of the shadow of death. They went through. And they held on. They endured to the end. It was some tough times. They were sad sometimes. They cried sometimes. They feared sometimes. But they made it. So I thank God. I thank him. Because I want to make it to the end. I want to make it through the valley so that I can reach the top, the top of the mountain. And I'm praying that somebody else wants to do it with me. I don't want to go on this journey alone. But I do it if I have to. If everybody else in the world said, man, I changed my mind. <laughs> I don't want to be with God. I say, all right, God, well, I got to be the only one. I know it's not going to happen. 
Somebody else out there wants to be saved. And I thank God for that. So I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. <laughs> I thank you guys for listening. I, I really pray that somebody would be touched, that somebody's heart would be changed the way that these people were changed when they seen what happened to Paul. I pray that somebody else's heart be changed and say, man, I want some of that God because I seen what he did in somebody else's life. I need that done in mine. So at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. Thank you guys so much. Yep. As always, um, we definitely appreciate everyone for tuning in whenever they watch or whenever they listen to our messages, because our only goal is to help someone grow closer to Christ and reach the ultimate goal of salvation. And that's just the preacher's job. And like I've said plenty of times, um, I can just see his one, one of, if not the hardest job on the face of this earth to try to get people to see what they need to do when they're steady fighting against you. Cause um, I can look back at Moses and Aaron and the children of Israel kept murmuring against them. Didn't even know that Moses and Aaron, Hey, they're going to save us. They wanted to go back into Egypt and back into slavery. But <laughs> I, I love God's word because it doesn't change. You know, we change all the time, but God doesn't change. Um, I see we have two comments. One from Cynthia says, amen. And one from Tony says, same God. We serve the same God that did all of these miraculous things back in the Bible. He can do it for us as well. There was this great preacher who used to do a lot of sermons over the radio. And the program is where we actually adopted the name from Joy in the Midst of the Storm. And some of the members actually watch our uh, programs. I don't think they're watching right now, but they go back and watch them. So definitely shout out to you guys. Thank you for tuning in. But um, I was just listening to one of his old messages today. And this is, I think this one was over 20 years ago. And the word of God is still the exact same today. There is nothing new under the sun. But this message was uh, riding out the storm because I know I've had storms in my life and I know each and every one of you guys definitely have gone through something where you didn't know if you were going to make it or not. But that's just, as Tony said earlier, the illusion. And as David said, the shadow of death, because God has other plans. I said otherwise. And um, I believe we talked about it just a couple of weeks ago. Um, Jesus talks about two houses, one being built on the rock, which was Christ, and one being built on the sand. And the storm beat both of these houses because God is no respecter of persons. But the one that was built upon the rock, no matter how hard the, the storms hit, no matter how, how hard the winds blew, no matter what, could have been a tornado, Hurricane Katrina, no matter what, that house did not fall because it was built upon Christ. So we also have to make sure that our foundation is correct, is right. God says, I'll be with you. 
no matter what, I will be with you. I will see you through this because he will never put more on us than what we can bear, even though it may seem like it. Even though from the natural eye, we talked about that a long time ago, the natural eye versus the spiritual eye. Even though it naturally looks like there is no way out, God will make a way. I'm reminded of um, Moses bringing the children of Israel out of um, Egypt. And they came to this big body of water. And I'm sure they thought, now how in the world are we going to get across? But God made a way. He through the rod of Moses parted the Red Sea. And they passed through. And Pharaoh and his armies. We know the story of God triumphed. God made a way. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Tony brought up earlier. Now they, they was thrown into fire that was heated seven times hotter. The people that threw him in even got burned up. But them, no. <laughs> Somebody said, we threw three in there. But I, I saw a fourth. I see a fourth. And he looks like the son of God. <laughs> he will make a way. Even though we can't see it. Even though we, we don't know. He will make a way. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in. As we always like to say. Um, I see we don't have any more comments, so we will wrap it up there. And remember, our inboxes are always open for any questions, comments, or even if you don't agree with something that we say. Because we get that we get those comments, too. We tend to ignore those because um, a lot of people just look for arguments. And we're not about, we don't have time for arguments or anything like that. But, I mean... You come with an open mind and trying to figure out what's really right. Definitely don't mind talking and from the Bible because people will argue with you all day. But when it comes to talking about the Bible, they don't want to go into the book. So definitely. And if you want us to cover any topic that you can um, think of, then we would definitely do that in one of our future videos. And we've also started to do Bible studies over Zoom. So if you want to be a part of those, anybody can join. Anybody can join. Uh, we're trying to come up with a more concrete schedule. I believe it's what, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays yeah. at 7 p.m. Central mm -hmm. Standard Time. And you will need the meeting ID, which I don't know off the top of my head. So it's like 797-924, something like that. <laughs> Our brother Marcus, um, yeah, King, I say God has definitely made a way. Definitely, he has. Thank you for the thank you for the comment. Praise him, brother. <laughs> Glad to see you tuned in, man. But um, so yeah, if you want to be a part of those Zoom Bible studies, we'll be more than happy to have you there. Uh, Jocelyn says, drop the Zoom link. I will message you. I, I when we get off, I will definitely definitely message you because I think the meeting ID is the same every time. So that's good. And you will get notified whenever we go live or whenever we meet on Zoom. It's always a, a good topic. We always have um, a group of people gathered together just wanting to learn more about God, get closer to God, talk about different issues and how to overcome them because we all have those. We all have those. And when we ask God for something, <laughs> we definitely want it right then and there. Like, dang, God, I prayed for this three minutes ago. <laughs> I don't have this million dollars yet. But um, Scripture says, in your patience, possess ye your souls. And as somebody who has definitely struggled with patience, it does get better. Fasting and prayer 
it's, it's definitely help. A lot of people, you know, don't even know what fasting is truly for. When you don't eat anything and when you don't eat anything, we're denying our flesh because we're going to get hungry. We definitely get hungry. But when we deny the food and when we deny the drink, we're getting control, taking control of our flesh. Because, as I always say, the flesh desires that which is ungodly because the flesh is just going to go back in the ground. It's going to go back in the dirt. And it's our soul that's going to pay for eternity, whether that's in heaven or whether that's in hell. So when we fast and when we pray, we're taking control of the flesh because the scripture says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Somebody said forbidden fruit seems so edible. <laughs> Temptations are real. Uh, we saw that with um, Jesus right after he got baptized and got the Holy Ghost. He was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Preacher said it was three rounds with the devil. <laughs> we all know who won that. Jesus had fasted for 40 days. Now, I remember I, I had that question. I'm like, Jesus, I mean, he's God manifested in the flesh. Why does he have to fast? But he did a lot of things. Why did he even have to get baptized? He did a lot of things for our example. So Sister Betty says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Sister praise Betty. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank all of you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you for the um, comments and the interactions. Uh, we definitely do appreciate it. So, again, for like the second or third time, we're going to end it there. Uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimony counted all joy counted all joy there is always a reason to be joy joyful in the midst of every storm no matter what situation you're going through it does get better just weather the storm see it through the end those who endure to the end shall be saved so i pray that you guys have a safe and blessed weekend um i pray that we see you guys in the zoom meetings <laughs> Uh, the next one is tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And Jocelyn, I will send you that link. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for being interested in wanting to see what thus says the Lord. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys be blessed. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Oh,